What's going on, everybody? Happy Monday morning. This is Flow Wrestling Radio Live, episode number 32. Happy Monday to all of you. After, uh, I don't know, let's call it busy, but, you know, we had the Pan American Championships. There's wrestling going on, and we're gearing up. We are, um, well, for Willie and I, we are a week out from uh, making our way to, to Sin City, Las Vegas. Willie and I both arrive a week from a, from the day, from so, the we're day. Both so we're both extremely excited for that. Willie, how's it going, man? Going good, buddy. One week from today, we'll be on a plane. Boom, flying over there. The U.S. Open. Yes. Which actually means no uh, Flow Radio Live next Monday, but uh, Tuesday. Tuesday and maybe Wednesday. Um, we, we should have time to, to get a couple of those in. We're looking forward to it. Of course, we're going to be um, – those early days, we'll be covering the veterans and, and, and whatnot and, of course, watching Mark Bader and his uh, quest for um, a veterans title. So we're going to be busy, but we, we will hopefully have time for at least two shows. That we're going to at least try. Of course, stay tuned. We'll make sure when we know, you know. Um, but moving on, enough U.S. Open for right now. We may backtrack to it later in the show. But, Willie, your, your senior big board came out, your top 100 prospects. And, and correct me if I'm wrong here. These are not really rankings. These are not so much rooted in process as – these are evaluations of how you personally feel these guys are going to do at the next level. That could be based on you know their talent, based on you know things you know about them personally, uh, upside, whatever. Um, but these are not just rooted in in how they've done at the high school level. Is that correct? Yeah, um, you know it kind of graduated over time. Um, when I first started doing these types of things, um, it was based more more on results and it was more a traditional ranking um but as as it became more full-time and and not more full-time but more full travel um and i started seeing a whole heck of a lot of more, more of these guys um it could become more of an opinion mm-hmm. uh more more of a project projection so at this point i have an opinion based on the way these guys wrestle um, for 80, uh, I have enough eyeball data and enough, um, um, communication, communication from coaches and things like that, uh, that I could make them more projections. I can analyze it more, um, from that standpoint as, as opposed to just, you know, this guy's plays third, fifth, first, seventh. And uh, this is his potential. Right. Okay. So uh, I couldn't do a good job as you do with this top 100. However, not um, many can, my friend. Um, n- nice, nice little brag there. But uh, what I'm saying is, I, I there's some holes that can be poked, and uh, for uh, sure. Um, uh, the first one that comes to mind, um, hashtag free le3. You got Larry Early the third down at 19. Meanwhile, JoJo Smith, uh, not one, not two, not three, as Larry showed us at who's number one, beat him three times. <laughs> and in my opinion, Larry's got uh, better wins, better. And so I guess you can always say, well, this is my opinion. But at the same time, oh, how did you reach this opinion? Because I watched Joe Smith, and I see an incredible talent. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying we got a pretty big gap here. And I know Larry didn't win states here. on He was kind of screwed. But – uh, I'm, not, I'm not understanding this, Willie. Help me come to terms here. Because for me, uh, I don't know where the upside lies, but dang, Joseph Smith has, uh, you know, he's under his father, the greatest American wrestler of all time. Um, mm-hmm. y- you think he's maybe not completely at his potential, but he's been in a pretty good training situation probably his entire life. And, you know, mm-hmm. Larry Early, Oak Park, that's obviously a great program itself, but um, I, I, help me help me reconcile this, Willie. Where, where are we here? Because... Joe, he's not a very good scrambler right now, and that's such a huge part of the part of the game in college wrestling. So, uh, what are we looking at here, Willie? Uh, I, you know, frankly, on some of these, uh, it's just personal preference, um, and what I think is ultimately going to happen. Um, 
I just really, really like JoJo Smith's upside. And I, that's not even close to – I'm not approaching saying that I don't like Larry Early's upside. I mean, I have 19th in the country, and I think that's pretty darn good for, uh, you know, for, for most kids if they're ranked 19th in, as the 19th best prospect in the country, that's pretty darn good. So um, I'm not by no means sleeping on Larry Early. Um, you're, you're napping. And, it's a nap. No, I mean, it's a light nap. If you, if you're gonna say, well, this guy beat this guy, so his uh, co- right. college potential is obviously above. I mean, you can go back to the beginning of time and 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 see that's not the case. All right, but at the same time, it, it's it's. I mean, you could say that for anything I ever bring up. It's like he's beaten better guys, and he's beaten him so many times. It's uh, like I don't know. I don't know that who, Larry Early has beaten better guys. Well, he's beaten the number seven on the list three times. Um. Okay. So who's Joe? So, so educate me on JoJo because I was at Fargo. Mm-hmm. Um. And you know he wrestles in Oklahoma. I don't think he had he beat any nationally ranked guys to win states. He won the Geary. I. I mean that's a fine tournament. Blair went there, but you know, tell educate me. Where's JoJo's I, big I big time think, wins? I just. His big time win. I, I, I mean, I don't know. Look, here's the thing. I like JoJo Smith's skill set. I like his offensive diversity. I like his attacks, and I think offense wins in college. You're absolutely right in saying that um, he doesn't scramble very well. Uh, sometimes he doesn't have mat awareness or match uh, situational awareness. Really, not and much I, top game at like. He can't ride it at all. Uh, from what I've that's seen. not that's not true. That's wrong. Yeah, and he's gotten very good at mat returns, which I think is is one it's one thing that I really like to see in high school prospects. Uh, it's one it's one thing that um, elevates them if they if they can master that uh, mat returns. Uh, they get a little, they get a check mark. That's one of the boxes. Um, I just think it's very, very important. And JoJo Smith has has gotten to that uh, ability. Yeah, he can ride, man. Okay. okay. Uh, and and I, I, again. All right. Okay. One other point. One other point. He's. <laughs> All right. This is based on college production. Mm-hmm. How, he's gonna produce. I mean, where is he gonna start? Is he going to beat out um, Chance Marsteller? Is he going to beat out Chandler Rogers? Is he going to? I mean, the, I'm not saying he can't. I'm saying uh, the 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 path to starting is going to be pretty tough for JoJo, right? Another another fair point. Another fair point. Meanwhile, um, meanwhile at Minnesota, I mean, who's standing in Larry Early's way from starting? Shoot, he could start next year probably if he wanted to. And not that that's not that that's probably best thing for Larry. Maybe he's ready to go day one. Maybe not, but. Uh, He's going to get in the lineup. He's going to start for four years, barring injury or something, you know, well that we cannot foresee. So, from mm-hmm. I, I just don't know what area apart from eyeball you, you can go JoJo this high. But um, well, that's the and is it how much of it is this is John Smith's freaking blood, you know? This is the greatest American wrestler's offspring. I mean that, <laughs> I mean that is that factoring in? Uh, no. Okay. No, because I mean, if his name was Joe Smith. Oh wait, that is how many? How many? uh, How many state titles did Bruce Baumgartner's kid win? Did they even wrestle? I thought they were like basketball players or something. So I mean, that's my point. So okay, well he's a wrestler. They didn't even wrestle. You're asking me how many state champ titles? Are you? If you're asking me if I gave JoJo Smith a bump because he's John Smith's son, the answer to that is no. No, not be. All right, not just because he's something, but because, well, dang, John became the greatest American wrestler. This is, that's in his genes, right? All right, but you're asking me if I gave him a bump because of that. No, but not like, not. oh, I want to appease John Smith. Not, not in that way. No, but, no, 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 nope, not because. Well, that that would uh, honestly not of genetics. No, genetics don't matter. I think genetics matter. I think I think that's an untapped resource in in <laughs> no, wrestling recruiting. There's been more. There's been more uh, American great American wrestlers that had kids that weren't good than that had kids that were. I know. I, no, I, I did not give him a bump because of genetics. Well, that I would mean, honestly make more sense than the rationale you're giving me. 
I would I would have been like, oh, okay, genetics. The rationale I'm giving you is I like JoJo Smith's offensive diversity. Is it because he complimented your cowboy boots? Did he? Yeah, remember? He told you that's a good boot at who's number one. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's what that. it all comes back to. I think you no. guys have this connection on the cowboy boot level. First of all, I mean <laughs> – Larry Early is one of my favorite wrestlers in the country. Yeah. I, I just, I'm not Apparently hate- the 19th favorite. <laughs> I'm not hating on Larry Early. Hey, one Larry, you made the top 19, like, buddy. He loves you. I, you know, there's certain guys on this You know, list. There's, a, there's a song called Love is a Verb. Okay? It's an action, really. You have to show him in actions. Um, I have to show Larry Early love? You say you, say you love him. Love is a verb. Ergo. You must show an action that you love him, not put him 19th. Fine. All right. I'm going to let this one go because I'm not well, done. No, I'm not it, done. Therein lies – okay. Well, I'm going to preface it then go because it, bring, it illustrates a good point in, in that is that there, there, these are opinions. These are my opinions. I'm, I'm going on record and saying that JoJo Smith will have a very fine career um, to the extent that I think he'll have the seventh best career in this class and if you the thing is that the beauty of that is if you disagree feel free okay. i mean i'm willing to put my name on it all right i'm putting my name uh, on Larry you know Early. jojo smith is ranked fifth in the country at his weight class based on process but i have them seventh on the senior big board which might sound like how is that even possible well it's possible because that's my projection and that's my opinion same thing with um, I don't think anybody on planet Earth, anybody else in wrestling would have Zach Jaconis that high at 12. But I think that he's going to have an excellent career. Talk to me uh, about Zach Jaconis. I mean, I just think he's an incredibly athletic big guy. He is a football player, which um, – you know, once you stop playing football and concentrate on one sport, I think the room um, to grow there is much higher. Uh, Mike McMullen blossomed at, at uh, Northwestern, and Mike McMullen might be a rare breed, um, but it's not, it's not a bad thing if you can produce. They produced a heavyweight already, you know. Uh, so... I also think that the tide will be turning at heavyweight um, as as guys like Adam Kuhn and I mean, maybe not Kuhn, but Gwizdowski graduates and, 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 and Medbury graduates. And those that that great heavyweight crop is going to graduate and move out and you're le- you're going to be left with a kind of an underwhelming group. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Zach Chaconis is extremely athletic and, and, and high ceiling, and he's going to move in, and I think he's going to have a fine career. All right. So um, all things considered, again, my opinion, if you don't – you know, some people are going to look at Zach Chaconis at 12 and be like, you're out of your mind. What did he ever do to deserve that? No, and I'm I... going to say my opinion, if I'm wrong in four, four or five years from now, come back and tell me I'm crazy. Okay. I'm not going to call you crazy on that one. Um Jared Prince um, also seems a little bit high to me. I, I just don't – I haven't seen – you know, I watched him at, at Dapper Dan. He looked great. But have we really seen um, that high a level from him that um, – Sure, I think you have. I mean, I, I go to battle all the time um, with guys that – guys from Florida advocating that he should be number one in the country – and in a process-driven system, um, he just didn't have the production to, in my opinion, like Cade Brock, Cade Brock's one, right? And, and Jared Prince is two. Mm-hmm. And Cade Brock has a lot more losses, but he also wrestled a lot more places. Right. He, and beat a lot more um, of the higher, highly ranked guys. So, yeah, Cade Brock does have a lot of losses. Um, and Jared Prince has less losses. But Jared Prince also has less wins. But when we're talking about, I, I think how, Prince is a little high, honestly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So um, when we transition to the senior big board and we talk about college potential, 
Um, you know, Brock gets Brock gets considered as a 25-33, and I think there's only two really elite guys in this group. And uh, once again, I think um, there's going to be some 125s moving out. You know, of course, you have Moisey and Tomasello and, and some youngsters, um, but it's not it, – other than that, there's not too many guys that uh, Cade Brock – or Nick Piccinini can't compete with at 25. Um, and Jared Prince gets considered as a 41. And I think that I think that Prince, whether he's 33 or 41, I think he has a tremendous skill set. Um, I don't think many people, I, I think a lot of people, again, like uh, Chaconis or like JoJo Smith, would see Jared Prince at 18 and be like, wow, that's high. I didn't think uh, Jared Prince would be that high. Um, but I think he has a tremendous skill set, and I'm willing to put it put it down there um, that he's going to have a fantastic career at Navy. Uh, I think he has excellent fundamentals. I think he has excellent defense. I think he rides really well. Uh, so yeah, I think I all right. So for, for me, so I, to I, have I, know, I, know. I listen, listen. Say, Just hold on, Prince, hold on. Jared Prince better than Larry Early. That's what you're going to say. I mean, come on. I mean, what the heck? Larry behind? I mean, if you – all right, here's what I'll say. I'll say this. You line up every college coach in the country. I don't care about weight, whatever. Who cares about weight class? And I know that's a factor, but I can't – I don't imagine many are going to take Prince over early. Okay. I, I just don't – all right, I get it, eyeball. But at some point when you are going all over the country and beating really good guys – uh, it, it seems like Larry is is uh, someone I w- I would want to have on my team before I would... Prince and and there's something to be said for being in that rigor on a consistent basis. You know how they're saying, you know, Jared Prince getting high for a one-off match one time in really his season. I mean, was he? Well, not see that's going back. That's going back to weight class rankings where it's a process like it's not it's much easier to get up for one big match um like i said he has less production but i'm talking about skill set skill set i like jared prince i like where he's at and i think he'll be fine i think he'll be really good all right um i i i kind of bristled at this one initially uh vincenzo joseph at three and i've kind of come around more to it um, now, but I still feel like Logan Massa may have a may have a gripe there to be the number three guy. Just in what I've seen, you know, I, I think if Logan Massa seals the deal against Ryan Blees and beats him again, uh, even though he beat Blees pretty handily at Fila Juniors, um, I, I think he's your number three guy. But he lost there, and then you know he doesn't get near the opportunities uh, wrestling in Michigan that that Chenzo does. So uh, he's kind of denied that. But I feel like Massa. Has proven more, has beaten uh, better. I'm b- between the perceived upside with Vincenzo, the fact that he's going to Penn State, um, and that they don't miss a lot. Uh, I'm I'm kind of inclined to agree with you, actually, and I've kind of changed my mind like mid-show that he probably will have a better career than than Logan Massa. So uh, I'm gonna back off on that one. Well, you know, part of that too might be. Um... Uh, 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 recency effect like what have you done for me lately mm-hmm. um, and if Logan Massey goes on to have a better career than Vincenzo Joseph um, it shocks me none because uh, didn't Massa beat Brill like bad this summer last summer mm-hmm. mm. beat Brill yes, and Blees I, I, gosh I don't, I don't know man I'm kind of wavering I'm really wavering on this one uh, yeah. So I, I guess just, I, I guess I really like I really like what Vincenzo is. Ty goes to um, PA. I guess I really. like. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> no, I listen. You gotta love um, Vincenzo Joseph's motor. Yeah. Uh, I, I love it. I love his athleticism, and uh, and I'll tell you what. Another a part of these two, um, part of these rankings too, are weight dependent. And so it's really difficult. Um, 
I'll clue you in on a little thing. I, if La, I'm worried that Larry Early gets big and gets up to 65, um, and I'm worried about 57. Here, here's my deal. What's the problem if he goes to 65? I mean, I don't. Uh, I think 50 you're... because 57 and 65 are dramatically tougher than 49, and that's that's what I'm that's what I'm alluding like historically to. or like based on the recruits coming in because I mean, based that's... on based on what what is in Division One right now. 165, 157 and 165 are tougher weights than 149. Um, yes, they are. Okay, yes, well, 149, they are. Yeah, yeah. They absolutely positively are. Brandon Sorensen was awesome this year, and come on. 165 is good. Uh, you're not going to get me to, to argue with that, but it's, you know. They're gonna lose some guys. They're gonna lose Walsh and Solzer. You're gonna have Ringer and Bo back. I mean, if 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 I don't know, I, I don't know about this. You know, Daringer well, obviously. I'm not. I'm talking about like four years down the road. Bro. Yeah, I'm, that's yeah, that's what I mean, I'm saying. Two, I just or, I just did or, a redshirt report for 165, and kind of underwhelming. Not really, uh, especially compared to 149 crop redshirt report I just did. Actually, it's not even close, Willie. Goodness gracious, the red shirts that are coming into 149 compared with the 65s, it's it's not close if you want to okay. get... Who's at 49? 49. All right, hold on one second. Let me pull it up so I don't miss anybody. But you I'm got gonna, Chisco. Um, let me pull it up here, Willie. I mean, I mean, let, I, I'll take Vincenzo over to Chisco. Okay, that was the first guy that came to my mind. Um, okay. But then, but, but you have to hear both sides. All right, Rick Durzo. Chisco, Edgar Bright. Durso has one year left. Okay. He is non-factor in this. All right. I'm just saying who's on the report. Uh, Dylan Cottrell, Lake Gardner, uh, Micah Jordan, and, and Dippery. Okay, so those those guys aren't. I'll take Vincenzo against every one of them. Okay. All right. Now, here's the the 165 redshirt report. That's a, that's an important part. This is a little sneak peek because this hasn't um, been flashed live yet. But here's the 165. Um Dylan Malonis, Austin Reese, Corey Rashid, Daniel Lewis, Garrett Peppelman, Chandler Rogers, and Ryan Preish or Price. Um, uh, that's that's not um, uh, and I like some of these guys. I like. Lewis. Okay, okay. How about this class though? How about this class? Okay. Your whole thing Logan is. Ma- right, go ahead. Go ahead. Logan Mass of Fox Baldwin, JoJo Smith. Xavier Montalvo, David McFadden. I mean, it's dramatically more difficult. Uh, uh, Josh Shields, uh, dramatically more difficult than 149. Okay. Right. So when Fair. when looking at when looking at things, uh, yeah, you could you could say Logan Massa deserves to be high. Not I shouldn't say deserves because in the senior big board, there's nothing about deserving. It's about my projection, right? So if you say I project Logan Massa to have a better career than Vincenzo Joseph, he should be four instead of three. They should be flip flopped or something like that. Okay, okay, that's fine. But with the landscape of things, one forty nine is going to be much more manageable and, and than 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 one sixty five. One sixty five is going to be loaded. I'm telling you. Okay. And you say, well, Logan Massa beat Ryan Blees. Um, if that's such a big thing, then he's going to have to do it again and again. Okay. And remember that Blees won the last match. I know. that. Did you watch that match? I think you were there. Yes, I did. I'm just saying. Yeah, okay. I'm just saying. Logan Massa will have to beat Blees again and again. Meanwhile, Blees might be like third string. True. Uh, you know, he's going to have to navigate – 165 was the best weight in this class. So he's going to be contending with a lot. I'm, you know, I'm beating it to death. But Yeah, all right, I got you. Much easier than 165. And I'll tell you right now, if Vincenzo Joseph took the mat next year, if Vincenzo Joseph started next year at 149 for Penn State and the Lions, I bet you he'd be successful. That was very specific of you. Successful. Okay. Um, let's, <laughs> let's move on. Um, we talked about that. We talked about your big board. Go check it out. It's on the, it's on the homepage right now. Number two. Um, so 
you had your time. I wanted my time. Uh, you actually, why don't you just ask this question? I think you wanted to. Well, I mean, I uh, was interested in, you know, these these retro reports have been very cool and very very interesting and and frankly successful on our site. And after you you've been doing one a day, other than the weekends, uh, so one twenty five through one fifty seven were released. One sixty five is on the site now and uh, will be the main story in a couple hours here out of all the guys you researched over half the weights in college who are you most excited about like you researched them and you're like man i can't wait until this guy gets gets going so it's like um for me um what i like and like everyone knows everyone knew last year that you know tomasello and imar and snyder were gonna be good and like those those big guns so it was like kind of so i kind of pride myself in or at least I try to figure out who are going to be the guys that are maybe under the radar that people really don't know that are going to come out and do and do well and so last year too that I were like I was super high on coming into this year that I don't think a lot of people knew about were Nate Brown who I preseason predicted to finish second in the country and and LaVon Mays so I talked about both those guys a lot I thought they were really good and so like uh, I'm sure you have this Willie like you feel a little extra pride when you kind of predict some some guys that are kind of off the grid so like for this class everyone knows that Nolf and Nico and Marsteller and Micah are, are going to be good so mm-hmm. it's like you don't really feel yeah like, you don't get you don't get real excited it's about like oh wow that. you called David Taylor was gonna be good in at, in college wow you don't I mean it doesn't mean anything right so right. uh for me I, I like to find those guys that are maybe not in the consciousness of wrestling fans like to a high degree i'm not saying these guys are unknown they're known they're very good but they're not going to be they're not like these icons like thomas ellen snyder were so uh and that nolf and and nico are right now so there's a few and one for me is is a guy named um thomas gant for nc state love him love this guy i think he's gonna be super good super tough and he uh, frankly had had an outstanding redshirt season and sure. i i think he places uh, i think he plays he would have placed this year um had he not been redshirting he had a lot of good well, he, he beat yeah he beat some ranked guys i mean he beat oh, some yeah. AA. he beat minotti he beat yep. um dylan alton and don't bristle at that that meant a, a lot at the time when it happened right. that was the same alt uh tournament where alton <laughs> pinned real buto he beat joy lavalley um, and, and I just watched this guy, and I'm like, good, good at wrestling. Good. Yeah. I, I think so. Thomas Gant, NC State, watch out for him. And this, the next guy. And Tom Gant, he's one of those guys that keeps steadily improving. Absolutely, because uh, I remember him from the year before. He, he wasn't nearly uh, uh, at this level. He posted wins, you know, a couple years ago. I didn't know who he was. Yeah. And, uh, Where's he from? I think Florida. Okay. And uh, a couple years ago, he posted wins. I saw him at the U.S. Open wrestling in Fila Juniors. And something made me turn my head and be like, huh, Thomas Gant, huh? I mean, that's he did something that yeah. always made him stick in my brain. And um, he continues to get better. Yeah. Yeah, continues to get better. Credit to NC State coaching staff. Papalizio, they do a great job there. Um, so here's so more. other guys, other guys so, under the, the radar like that. So uh, is Michic under the radar? Uh, no, I don't not know. Even close. He's not even close to under the radar. Okay, but I still wanted to bring him up because I just think he's awesome. Barlow McGee from Missouri, like sure. him. I like him. Uh, I think he's tough. Um, I may or may not have a little inside info here that he's he's uh, going to be pretty good next year at 125 for Missouri. Yeah. I think Barlow McGee is going to do a nice job. You know, he was a Fargo A a couple times. Um, in his last high school match, he beat Darian, Darian Cruz, Cruz in the Dream Team. Uh, Barlow McGee is good. Yeah. Yep. Like him. Like um, I like Daniel Lewis from Missouri as well. I think I loved Daniel Lewis. See, loved you, that kid. We are united and, here. And uh, I, he did have some goofy losses. I think he might have lost, mm. like lost to some teammates and stuff. But 
I, you know, I've said ad nauseum that true freshman year, you know, uh, you're going to have some ups and downs. You're going to have to learn the college game. I, I love Daniel Lewis's upside, and I, I like to see what he does going forward. Okay. Um, so I liked him. I like um, – I got a feeling about Josh Alber. Um, hey, how was his results? Uh, not, sure. not, I, not I very see. good, to, no? to be frank. Not very good. He didn't really notch a win that would get you very excited, but I liked him in high school. I'm hearing good things. I know he's – I think a lot of the Northern Iowa staff in general and their ability to, to develop guys, even though I'm sure they're you know eating nails over there, mad they didn't get anyone on the podium this year. That doesn't change how I feel about them. Um, he split with Zach Sinnon, um, and he lost to Gary Wayne Harding, Gaska, Gerald. So he was wrestling 33? Yeah, he's a 33-pounder um, as, as far as I know. Um, now – which, Speaking of, I have two tangents off this. How was uh, how was Cortez's year in red shirt? Um, Jared Cortez. I don't think he did a whole lot of anything. He didn't wrestle much. He got injured, but when he did wrestle, um, it, he was fairly solid. He wasn't. Uh, it wasn't really anything to get excited either way. It's not like oh, he he might not be that good. You know, he 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 was competitive with guys. You know, he lost six two to Clark. He lost two one to Richardson, um, but he he only wrestled uh, he wrestled at twenty five and thirty three I believe. But um, there wasn't much to say other than I think he's going to be pretty good. And I may have heard that he was doing really really well in the room as well. So Jared Cortez, um, I, if he goes one twenty five, you figure he's got to go one twenty five because they got Richards at thirty three and they've got like five hundred and forty one pounders with mm-hmm. Irvin and Rodriguez and. Et cetera, et cetera. So I think he's going to be good. Ryan Price, Lehigh. Um, am I saying that right? Is it Price or Preach? Preach. Okay, it's Preach, but like his Twitter handle is Preach is right. So I'm like, well, that's like a Price is right reference. So you're just <laughs> throwing know. people maybe, off. Maybe it is. Maybe it is Price. All right. I'm sure he's listening right now live. Um, oh, yeah. So just feel free to hit me up on Twitter, Ryan, and and settle the, the national debate right now. Um and another one I like, you know I like Chisco. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say him. He's not so much under the radar, but you never know. I like Geraldo from Rutgers as well. I think he's going to do. Yeah, he's a good kid. Really nice job next year. So they're going to have, um, they're going to have a nice lineup there, right? With uh, Geraldo. And they're probably going to redshirt, I guess, Del Vecchio. I mean, he beat Del Vecchio in the wrestle off this year. Geraldo Ashnall. Schnalty B. Dippery. Dippery, Parati's back. Um, yeah, they're gonna be tough. They're gonna be tough. I mean, nice, they still nice got a ways to go. I mean, to to really. But that's a nice. That's a nice run for them there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So good. Good thing. And hey, come. talk. Bringing it back to the big board with um, Albert. You know, you and I has a lot of young guys. Listen. Wait. Let's look at this. So they have Albert coming off, and then. Northern Iowa, and you know these guys probably won't start, but my point is they're young. Right. Um, Thompson, you like Thompson? Taylor Lujan at thirteen, mm. Max Thompson at sixteen, and Bryce Steyer at twenty-seven. All going to Northern Iowa. So. Oh boy. Schwab mob. Schwab mob. Now, is there a, a scenario? Could we see you and I become the the number two team in Iowa here? behind Iowa, ahead of Iowa State. Is that – are we trending that way? Can you predict the kind of recruiting trends? How is Iowa State's hall looking? How are they looking? Because um, I can tell you, they're losing that the two huge pieces from this year with Gadsden yeah, and Moreno. Uh, I don't know. It's tough to say. I think Iowa State – Iowa State's room definitely has more depth. Right. But uh, if you put their ones out there – uh, you know, Northern Iowa has to make this recruiting class that they have right now. They have to make the. They have to make this work. If they make those work, uh, they definitely could. Okay, so that's a that's a because it's always been Iowa and Iowa State. They definitely could overtake um, Iowa State. I think. All right, so Kyle Bracky, are you ready to move on from this? All right, yeah. Bracky did this darn all state team, right? Well. Wow. And, Sounds like you're really excited about yeah, it. Yeah, I loved it, right? Okay, well, here's the thing. Conceptually, very cool. 
Um, but I, I got a gripe with some of these state rankings. And I, I, I defy you to disagree with me uh, because I, I, don't, I don't know how these, some of these can be even debated. Um, first of all, the state of Iowa, um, wholly disrespected by Kyle, um, in my opinion, having them at number five, and not because really? they're number five, uh, th- they had better teams than California and um, New Jersey. I don't even think it's it's like uh, p- debatable. Okay, I mean you got Gilman versus well, okay, go ahead. Gilman versus Silver. Okay, layup. Clark versus Devoy. Layup. Um, they get Ashnault over Marlin. Sorensen over Claygon. Layup. Um, they get Green. 65, Moreno, uh, Walsh. You give that to Walsh, even though Moreno beat him. Fine, you can have that one. Weatherman over Zach Zatolo. No, I think, I, I, all right, before we get too in the weeds with this, I think you're getting a little too analytical. And maybe Radke didn't didn't <sighs> get analytical enough. Um, um, that being said, what? I mean, do you put – do you put these guys? Do you put these teams head to head and say who would win a duel, or do you, or do you say you line them up in a tournament for all I care? Uh, it, I mean, in, in any format, uh, I'm just saying these these guys are 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 better. I mean, the 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 gap between Gilman and Silver and Clark and Devoy is vast. The gap between uh, Gadsden and Abayala is vast. Um and, and combine that with the fact that they're just better in several ways, uh. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't know. They they do the same to California. I mean, if we're not gonna talk about, it, let's not talk about. It. But I'm telling you, I. <laughs> you, you tell me where do these where do these teams belong? Ohio might have gotten screwed too. I think they probably had the best team, better than PA. I know that's. Gonna, uh, that I know that feel. that one that one's um I saw on on like message boards and stuff. People were, that's the one that people. Um, complained about a little bit. Is this a message board you're not banned on, Willie? There's those still exist. I'm banned from one. I got banned from one message board in my life. I know, but it's it's funnier if you make it like a thing. All right. Um, well, actually, so I guess I don't know. I helped. I helped fill in the gaps. When oh, Brad this was, is why you're defensive. Okay. No, no, no. What? I'm right. not defending anything. Yeah. I, I mean, I think truth comes out. When was I defensive? You're so defensive. If you want to put – if you think that I was better than New Jersey and California, I mean, maybe they are. If Ohio, if you want to put Ohio ahead of PA, you can make a case for that. I think Ohio certainly beats them in a dual meet, although PA did have more All-Americans. A couple of those were eighth, though. Um, but PA did have – one, two, th- I mean, this is tough to argue with, right? If this was a tournament format, PA had one, two, three, four, five, six in the top three. That's that's a lot of points. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe maybe you jockey around some of these teams, and Ohio, uh, Iowa is two spots higher, and Ohio State um, – you know, goes ahead of PA. I mean, Ohio goes ahead of PA. That's fine. I mean, in, in my opinion, the beauty of this was seeing the teams laid out uh, more than the juxtaposition of them and which was actually better. I really like seeing um, the best team that Cali could put together, the best team that New Jersey could put together. I mean, if you want to argue three and four and five, okay, you know, whatever. I mean,. In, at NCAAs, that's the difference between a trophy and not a trophy. I mean, if we're going to do it. Hey, I'm just saying that's my opinion. Iowa, I, no one in full wrestling is going to advocate for you as a high school state. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to be. So, the, I mean. <laughs> I'm here for you, Gilman. So, so maybe the rankings maybe the rankings were off. It was like, a great. I, I, oh, I, I'm not disagreeing. Maybe I'm the being, rankings were off, but the concept of the article. I mean, the the teams having the teams laid out, I thought was awesome. I, I loved it. Cool. Hey, listen, I'm not really that upset about this, but you know, I thought it was great too. But you said you wanted to talk about it. I didn't know that talking about it means let's talk about how great this was. Let's talk about what a good job I did in helping Kyle Bracky and how this is the greatest piece of content, Willie. I just wanted to talk about it, um, in in more of a 
um, I guess, a debate sense, not, you know, how great it was. So maybe bad communication on my end that we're not just going to, you know, talk about what an amazing piece of content this was. I'm sorry, Willie. Sorry about <laughs> that. Are you, I, I suppose we'll move on. You've said your piece. I said mine. Um, no, I mean, I thought it was a really cool piece. I did too. I, I don't agree. I, don't, I didn't 100% agree with the rankings, the order either. Um, but to me, I don't know, my knee-jerk reaction was, who cares about the order? I, I guess, you know, people are passionate. People are passionate, and they take – they want their state to be higher. It's almost better that he did it, like, somewhat controversially. Maybe more people would, like, want to read it and stuff and debate about it. So maybe it's better. Maybe there's there's a, a method to his madness here. But I just like – Well, you know, I don't you know, know what the right order. It's hard to rank anything. It's hard to rank uh, bubblegum if you haven't ranked things before. Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll go with that. Um, so we had Pan Ams this weekend. The Pan Am Championships, not to be confused with the Pan American Games. Um, these were not a game. These were a championship. And the <laughs> difference, I'm sure, can be found in writing somewhere. I don't know it. Uh, but we sent a pretty good squad. What are you talking about? Nothing. I'm saying. I'm just saying. I don't know what the difference. Pan Am. Is. The Pan Am Pan American Wrestling Championships are wrestling championships that are held every year. And the games Pan, are like the Olympics. The Pan American Games are all sports. Okay. And they're held every, I think, four years. Right. This year in Toronto. Toronto. Okay. So that's happening. We sent. We sent teams over there. Um, Greco didn't do bad. We saw Gabe Dean and Mason Manville. That they were the kind of two guys that are not. You know, we, we sent a lot of our A guys. We sent Mango and Smith and Rao. And, uh, Mango loses there every year. I'm pretty sure he lost there last year, too. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like seems like he should dust that tournament. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like he just kind of dusts um, domestically. But, it, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like we always say Spencer Mango should do things. But, like, we have, like, seven years of competition that kind of Well, say, you know – you know how the show we did last week when we were saying the difference between our one, like our ones seem pretty solidified and then behind them, uh-huh. you don't really know. Yeah. Greco too. I mean, there are some weights that are interesting. And, and like Spencer sometimes, Spencer has had a close match once in a while. But, I mean, I don't see anybody supplanting Robbie Smith. I don't see anybody no. coming close to Jordan Holm. I don't or see Kayla anybody Williams. coming close to Kaylor Williams. I don't see anybody coming close to Andy Besick. I don't see anybody usurping Spencer Mango. And so, just like our, our freestyle team, maybe more. More. Our Greco team is we have one guy and big gap. Yeah. Yep, that's, that's, that's a fact. I thought Dean looked pretty good. I thought Manville, um, you know, for how young he was, uh, there were a couple instances where he gave up a pretty big throw from Parterre. It just looked like inexperience, and just the guy looked bigger. So I thought both those two looked big. But I want to get to Dustin Schlater. Dustin I said Schlater. it. I said it. Um, they. I thought he was our number two, the biggest threat to Nick Marable. And he comes out. He wins the Pan Ams. I'm feeling – like there's momentum in my direction. I'm not saying that the Pan Americans are ne- necessarily indicative of of what's going to happen, but all I'm saying is, you said Welch, I said Dustin, and I'm feeling pretty good about Dustin being the guy to challenge. Your thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm starting to believe he's he's uh, you know, my reservation with Dustin is that. <laughs> He's been absent for a while, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, he did wrestle at the Schultz, and he, he had a close match with Marable. But, uh, man, if he's if he's healthy. I'm trying to tell you. Um, I mean, he just torched everybody at Pan Am's. And I know Pan Am's aren't uh, the Catalina wine mixer, but it's encouraging to see Dustin Schlater putting up points and, yes. not, winning, and not winning 5-0 or 3-0. You know, I'm cool he's, with five zero. I mean, I shouldn't say five zero. Yeah, he's not. He, he, he's not winning two zero. Right. right. He's not getting two pushouts. Right. Yeah. Um, which was the knock on him later in his college in, career. In, in college, later in his career, and uh, and in man, freestyle, du- he Dustin made that. Sh- right. Right. 
So Dustin Schlater, man, at one time he was this offensive juggernaut, and then he fell into this, you know, I'm not going to, I'm going to play it close to the vest and be defensive and not score any points and try to win 1-0, 2-0. Uh, well, he just teched everybody. And on one hand, while well, you could you could say, well, it's Pan Ams, and he wrestled Colombia, Canada, Chile, and Brazil. Uh, on one hand, you could say he should tech these guys if he's worth his salt because they're not very good. But on the other hand, when you're teching all of them, it shows you what you're going out there to score points. Correct. Now it's it's a lot easier. I mean, not a lot easier. It's people are often a lot more offensive when they're super confident they're going to win as opposed to, you know, you see some guys, you see some guys win by major decision, tech fall pin, and then they wrestle a really good guy and they only take one shot in the whole match. Right. Um, so we'll see, but tech for techs, uh, an international competition is certainly um, encouraging. Right. Right. And for me, just seeing him get through a tournament healthy, um, seeing him go from start to finish, that's that's progress for a guy that's had such, um, you know, he's been banged up a lot. You know, his senior year, he was, you know, he wasn't able to place. He barely could wrestle. Um, so I'm just happy to see him healthy and hope he can sustain it. And I'm not rooting for him to beat Marable. I'm not rooting for anybody. I, I want a competitive weight. And there, I think I want to see someone that can push him. And I want to see, and I think that's, I think Dustin's that guy. So, um, feel good. Of course, we won titles. Hochstrasser won. Chamberlain won. Uh, Schlater, of course. Caldwell, Kilgore, and Ray all won. Perry and Sanders both got second. And you know, I would say that both of those guys, the two guys that don't win and they got second, um, they're small for their weights. Agreed? Yeah. Yeah. That matters. That matters at this day before weigh-ins. I mean, it was one thing that Sanders was a small 25. At least it was an hour weigh-in. Um, but international, I think that that can bite Zach to a degree. And potentially, I mean, dear Lord, 189 pounds. I mean, Chris Perry is competing up 15 pounds from his college weight. So it's, it's I feel for I feel for Chris uh, especially. I, just, I mean, we talk about it all. You talk about it all, I, every day. Ever since it started, man. Ever since they changed the weights, I, I think it's. Egregious. I think it's. Um, I think it's a, it's it's a detriment to world wrestling that there's a gap that big. I think it's disservice to wrestling uh, and the fans because somebody has to kill themselves to make weight or go up to a weight that's not. I mean, put it on the stage. Put a weight out there that's very competitive. That fits a demographic. Like there's a population, uh, a big population of wrestlers. That 63 is untenable and 189 that can't be competitive at. There would be a great having 178 or something like that would be a very good weight class, very competitive. Yeah. And if the need is there, do it. Do what's right. I feel you, dog. I feel you. So it's too bad. For, for Perry because I feel like he's such a high quality guy he's so good but I it's tough man because everyone we have, we're really good at that weight right and we've got big guys there it's just going to be tough for him to make a world team um, but I'm, I'm not counting them out I'm just saying it's it's going to be hard for him um, so it came out I don't know really came out I you know I'm looking at the registration for the US Open Kendrick Maple at 61 and this kind of goes back to something we were talking about we were kind of looking for who's going to push Coleman who you you were saying McKenna and I said McKenna and you know maybe I said Futrell as well um and we're no, it was interesting um when we did that show the the latest the last rankings were from January right and when we did that show we said that McKenna could be the guy to push him right mm -hmm. and it kind of sounded like a little bit of a stretch maybe um, or not a stretch, but if you looked at the uh, rankings, he was, he was a new guy, right? He was a new guy in the, and the, he wasn't in the rankings, right? But then the new rankings came out. He's ranked like third. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I, I obviously whoever does the rankings listens to Flow Radio. That's the only conclusion. I mean, I we think Emil Emil's taking some pointers. Yeah, obviously, and we also you, you had a Willie prayer. Where I think we we I joined you in that prayer that Reese should go back down to sixty one, and Reese is now included at the sixty one kilogram range. I don't know if that's indicative of the weight class he's going. No, it's indicative of God. Th- that God answers it, prayers. Yeah. Okay. Well, I wasn't gonna go that far, but we did. Uh, we I do think that he's obviously a real factor there. And now all of a sudden, this weight is looking pretty dang tough. So uh, one week after, um, 61's in good shape. And Kendrick Maple, which is the Kendrick whole Maple. what got me into this. What can we expect from him? It's the guy wrestled at 149. Now he's coming down to one or to 61 kilos, which is like 134 and a half ish or something like that. Um, he hadn't wrestled that in like six years when he was a 33-pounder as a true freshman. So what are we uh, – I, I don't know what to make of him as a freestyler because I really it's, don't – It's it's crazy, right? When, when guys go from college to international weights, there's some guys that you – that wrestle up that you're like, huh, he can't make that. Uh, I said it, Logan Steber. Uh, and there's, there's other guys that go way down. Like, I mean, Kendrick Maple – and even to a degree, I mean, Tony Ramos wrestled his whole college career uh, heavier than he than he makes in so six pounds heavier than he makes for international. Yep, yep. So, uh, so my question is, how much of a factor can Maple be? I mean, he is a uh, he physically overwhelmed guys at forty one. Like he was just an he's a horse. He could he destroys you if you take a bad shot. He can get to legs really well. I have no idea what did he has. Did you ever hear? Did you ever hear exactly what was going on his senior year? I, I, I heard an uh, an illness, or he has some yeah, he chronic is. chronic illness. Yes, yeah, that was affecting him. Um, but you know, Kendrick Maple, obviously his senior year wasn't firing in all cylinders the way he was his junior year. Not at all. Um, not even close, actually. So. Yeah, he had some kind of – I forget. It was some kind of a rare thing. I don't know. We can go back and look it up and probably find the answer. But um, it, something was going on. I don't know if that's resolved, if that's better. Um, he's now down uh, in weight, so you got to figure he's he's doing pretty well. So I think he's going to be – I think he's going to be in the mix. I think he's going to be a tough out. I worry about him. If a guy gets a takedown, is he just going to get laced up and teched or gutted and just from not – feeling elite guts i don't know i don't know but i feel like for guys that that can make a splash if their parterre defense isn't adequate it can go up in flames pretty quickly yeah all right so maple exciting exciting change um why don't we get to um yeah i want to hear you okay what are you gonna no, go, gonna hit me with say, i wasn't gonna get to the ncaa rules um see what i did there um <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh, you want to talk about Askren's fight? Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's finish off the show with a little MMA action. Yeah, a little MMA. I'm not really an MMA guy. I just follow the wrestlers that do MMA. I would be. I love. I love the wrestlers that that fight. I I love the MMA, but it's so difficult to like be dialed in and be an expert when like you're trying to you know follow the wrestling season and do do your job and. So I can't follow it the way I – as much as I would like to. However, I do love it. Right. So Askren, Ben Askren, we ran a little thing, had his fight embedded on it from the YouTube page. He he was undefeated. He went into the – this guy uh, – so you tell me. I said he took some damage uh, in, in the opening minutes. Am I, am I off there? Did I not see him? You know, the late eh. – I mean, I'm not saying he was hurt. I'm not saying he was rattled. I'm saying if you're saying who did the damage, um, it, it was Sa- Sapo or whatever his last name was, Santos, whatever his last name was. You know, he <laughs> was throwing the guy on his back. Um, he leg kicked him out, um, dropped him right on his butt. I, I felt like, you know, if it was a 90-second fight, that that guy won. Of course, Askren's tank is ridiculous. That guy was probably just about to break and get choked out. But uh, Ben grazed his eye and then – this guy um, couldn't go on. Well, so, what, what were your thoughts? I mean, I'm not. I mean, an MMA my guy. thoughts. My my thoughts on both um, 
both pieces of MMA stuff that we put on the site this weekend, I think that people overreact. Uh, I think they overreacted to Askren's, you know, three minutes of three minutes. I don't know how how long it they wasn't fought. Even. It was like two twenty or something. All right. So I mean, the the pace in that the pace in that fight was high. Uh, Astron gets lateral dropped a couple times. He can't get his takedowns. His shots look a little sloppy. He might have caught a punch or two. I mean, <laughs> and and the comments underneath are like, "Wow, Askren would never make it in the UFC." What what planet are you on? Like, I don't under understand and agree at all. It was two minutes of a fight. Yeah, and. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but I've I watched every one of Askren's fight and seem to recall him getting kind of tagged early and you know right it happens I mean, like almost every match like it just happens like he's not right. good on his feet um, except for getting takedowns you know he doesn't want to be there and he'll get hit but it's never like Askren's in trouble here he's really taking right a that's lot what of I'm dinner. saying okay so he he might have got hit once once maybe I don't know twice I mean it's not like he was getting pummeled. He he got lateral drop, and, and he didn't really he didn't really do anything to score any points of his own. However, he was never in danger. One and two. Uh, I mean, this is like it's never pretty. He just always wins. He always gets his hand raised. So, uh, using that two minute clip as a referendum on how good Ben is or isn't or or how how he would do in UFC. I mean, what a bunch of I mean, that's like watching jerks. Mark Martin get the first takedown on David Taylor and be like, oh, Taylor doesn't yeah. have it. Uh, right. It's like, really? It's like David Taylor gets taken down sometimes. I remember when Jackson Morris took him down like three times in a match and he got teched. It's like Askren's weapon. I mean, he was that was such a high pace. That guy was, was going to break. Oh, like, there's he was, no I way. Think, he, was, think, he was dead I then. I think he... Broke. I think he broke two minutes in. Yeah. So here's my question. Is it – I feel like for this guy, it is so to his advantage to not continue after it was an eye poke. Like he gets a I, – I assume he's going to get I another – I think he's sh- a pussy. I think the guy's okay, a pussy. Come on. Come on. Easy. Um, <laughs> come on. Don't do not do that. Um, but is it not his to his benefit to say, oh, I can't continue, now he's going to get a rematch? He's getting another title shot, probably a lot more money, because I'm oh, sure yeah. he's getting so, paid for that, right? Right. It probably draws. It probably draws interest. It probably made him money. But seriously, what is? He's a sissy, though. Okay. I got poked in the eye. I can't continue. Hey, he had a corneal abrasion. I'm told. I don't know if that's what happened, but I don't care if his eye fell out. Oh, really? <laughs> Listen. I to mean, you. what? It's it's fighting. It's fighting, so if your eye falls out, you should continue. Okay. You know, you get my point. I yeah. hope you're living in the hyperbolic time chamber, Willie. Um, <laughs> so, okay, I, I, I think for me, everyone was like selling their Ben Askren stock. I'm like, you guys, I, I'm not an MMA expert, but maybe that's actually helping me here. That, like, I'm just like, watch. I mean, we've seen it for years. This guy has. You know, years of just nothing but success, and you're letting a minute and a half be like, oh, he looked terrible. I'm like, Askren, if you want to say Ben Askren wouldn't win the UFC championship, I'm, I'm not here to argue that. If you don't think Ben Askren is good enough to fight in the UFC and be like one of the top three or four guys, you're, you're not, you don't act, you actually don't know what you're talking about because he's clearly that dude. So, and whatever. I mean, he certainly, whatever the case may be. He certainly deserves a shot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, they got some bums in there. Anyway, a couple seconds left. We had another MMA story. John Jones apparently involved, and 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 we didn't we didn't quote unquote report on this as much as we did uh, embed some social media um, things uh, of what was circulating. Um, but John Jones was in trouble. Wasn't in trouble. When it, UFC 187 was off, then it was not off, and and so we're kind of in a holding pattern trying to figure out the details of that. But but we do know it, it appears he was in a car accident of some time, and he may he's wanted for questioning for hit and run. We we don't know much, but 
Um, we just know what was kind of circulating from people that are uh, very much in the know uh, inside the world of mixed martial arts, which is not a space we really operate in much. So um, stay tuned on that. If we get more information there, a little more substantial information, we'll, we'll come out with that. But as it stands, uh, 11 o'clock, uh, 10 o'clock Central, it is time for us to sign off. We appreciate you guys tuning in. We're going to be doing this again Thursday. on Thursday, same time, same place. Um, and we thank you guys for tuning in. We will see you next time. Thursday, 9 a.m. Central, Low Wrestling Radio Live for Willie Salem, Christian Piles. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.